When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. It's me again, Simon Brooks, standing in to guest host for Rachel Ann Harding. And boy, I have some stories for you today. This is a podcast where you will hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and bring you back safely. The other day, my son and I were walking Mo, my dog, in the woods. There were not too many people in town with the holidays, and heavy snow had covered the trail. There is something magical about being the first to walk on a trail freshly covered in snow, especially close to dusk. You could see the trail as it was packed lower than the rest of the snow, pointing, leading the way. While Aidan and I walked the path, Mo ran hither and yon, vanishing for a while and coming back at great speed to our side, slowing only to take great snorts of snow in her mouth. This time, she stopped, ears pricked, left paw raised, nose pointing. We think she has some pointer in her as well as everything else. Aidan and I followed her gaze. Close to the ground was some movement. The sun was close to setting, but it wasn't shadows, not here, not in this deep part of the woods, far from the trailhead. Aidan and I looked at each other, and I motioned to Aidan with my head. I placed my hand on Moe's collar as my son lowered himself and crept forward toward the movement we had seen. Were those small people? Aidan beckoned me. The first of today's stories for this episode is told by one of my favourite people, Elisa Permain. I've known Elisa for a while. She's kind and compassionate, and this is apparent in her work. She has both contributed to books as well as writing her own, as well as recording CDs and performing a great deal. The story we are hearing today is one from her collection called Forgiveness, telling our stories in new ways. If you like this, there are 15 other stories on the double CD. This story comes from India and is about forgiveness and safety. I welcome you to enjoy this telling of learning to hiss. Here is a story from India about the challenge of finding the balance between forgiveness and safety. Once... A poisonous cobra snake lived in a meadow near a village. This snake lived mainly on mice and frogs, as snakes do, but she was very protective of her territory. She was known to chase and bite the villagers if they wandered too close, and a few had died from her poison. One day, a holy man came by the village and began to wander in the direction of the cobra's lair. The people warned him of the terrible snake but he reassured them that he knew of a mantra that would protect him, and he walked straight up to the cobra, who was sunning herself next to her hole. 
the cobra ready to strike, but the holy man recited the mantra and the snake fell at his feet. The holy man asked her, Why are you harming the villagers? I am simply defending my territory, as my ancestors have always done. There is a better way, said the holy man. I will teach you to love God so that you can rid yourself of your violent nature. And he taught the snake a mantra to practice every time she felt like harming someone. He touched her hooded head and she felt a great impulse of love go through her. After the holy man left, she sat and repeated the mantra until she was filled with compassion. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. After a while, the villagers noticed that the cobra no longer threatened them. They began to go freely to and from the meadow, and a group of boys even began to taunt the snake. They threw stones at her, and one boy even picked her up and whirled her around and dashed her against the ground, leaving her nearly lifeless. From then on, the cobra rarely left its lair and only hunted at night when the villagers slept. She grew thin and weak. One day, the holy man returned to the village and went to visit the snake to see how she was getting along. But when he saw her so thin and bruised, he was dismayed. "'My friend, what has happened to you?' he asked. "'Oh, it is thanks to you that I have practiced the mantra "'and given up all violent action. "'But why are you so thin and bruised?' "'Oh, the village boys, they, they do not know better. "'They torment me in, in many ways. "'They do not know that I have found God.' "'Oh, dear,' said the holy man, "'I can see that I did not instruct you well. "'I told you not to harm anyone.' But you must never be afraid to hiss. You have every right to protect yourself. From then on, the cobra continued to practice her mantra of love. But she wasn't afraid to hiss if anyone threatened to do her harm. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. This episode is brought to you by the highly acclaimed Rip Van Winkle Sleep Institute. If you or one of your loved ones is desperate for a good night's sleep, the Rip Van Winkle Sleep Institute will work closely with you to find out what keeps you from your perfect rest. Suffer from the heebie-jeebies, itch all over, see spiders descending from the stucco ceiling even when there are none? Or is your problem... You fall asleep and cannot get moving in the morning, no matter how many shots of espresso you drink. Is that why you see the spiders? Rip Van Winkle Sleep Institute has experts on hand. Briar Rose, who has been there and done that. Dr Goldilocks, who knows how to find the perfect bed. And Rip Van Winkle himself will help diagnose and treat any sleeping disorder you might have. 
Order your first visit right now and receive free sleeping cap and love potion and added $35 value for free. Not only that, we'll throw in a blanket of invisibility so people cannot see you to disturb you. That's a free $65 bonus gift. Not only that, but if you call in the next seven seconds, we'll throw in the towel for you. Call now 877-ZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZZ
Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, when the world was still new, there was a cave. And this cave lived deep, deep, deep inside the earth. And so this cave had only ever known darkness, had only ever seen pitch black. It had heard of something called light and brightness, but it had no idea what it looked like, what it felt like. And so one day it decided to embark upon a journey and go and discover light. And so the cave began its journey, traveling up and up and up towards the surface of the earth. the surface of the earth, the cave looked around in amazement and, and said, this is marvelous, this is wonderful, this is amazing. Ah, oh, this light, this brightness, I love it. And just then a little bird passed by and looked at the cave and said, what, what are you marveling at? What, what are you talking about? And the cave explained, uh, it had never seen light, it had never known what brightness was and it was discovering it and enjoying it so much. And the bird said, well, you know, if you've come this far, why don't you carry on and go and go to the source of the light, go and visit the sun, and then you'll see what light and brightness truly is at its core. And so the cave followed the little bird's advice and continued its journey up through the sky towards the sun. And yes, it reached the sun, and the cave was dazzled, bedazzled, and, and said to the sun, I, 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 can't, I can't believe it. There is nothing but light here. I can't even see where I finish and where you begin. And, and thank you so much. And, and you live here the whole time in this brightness, in this, in this brilliance. And the sun said, yes, I do. And the cave said... Well, thank you. And after bathing in this brilliancy and this joy for a long while, the cave said, I shall no, now return to where I belong. But son, my friend, come and visit me whenever you like. I will welcome you with open arms. It's always good to discover new things. And you can discover and find out what darkness is. You've never seen darkness. Come and see for yourself. Come to me whenever you like. And the cave returned deep, deep, deep into the earth and went back to its place. One day, the sun remembered its friend the cave and thought, yeah, I'll go and discover what darkness is, see it for myself. 
And so the sun went down to the surface of the earth and went deeper and deeper and deeper down into the earth, looking for its friend, the cave. And it found the cave, and the sun entered into the cave, and it looked around. And it went into a corner, and into another corner, and a little confused, it looked up and down, and left and right, and, and finally said, but, but so where is this darkness then? Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find both Elisa Permain and Rebecca Lemaire on the interwebs and tell them that you heard them here on Story Story Podcast and you want to hear them tell more stories. You can find Rachel Ann Harding and the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or rachelannharding.com. Me, you can find me out there too at simonbrooksstoryteller.com. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor idea belong to Marilyn McPhee and Katie Knutson. The inspiration for the true fairy tale came from another walk in the woods with my dog Mo, and this time my son. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and the tellers, and let Rachel know the favourite story you have heard recently and who told it, or the favourite stories of your childhood. Maybe you'll hear them here soon. I hope you didn't mind me standing in again for the gracious Rachel Ann Harding. She's been busy with her sanctuary for dragons. It has, in this short amount of time, been opened and expanded to also include wayward sheep. This is proving to be a bit of a challenge. If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast for as little as $4 a month, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com. If you do contribute, you'll hear me and or Rachel reading your name and thank your beautiful face for the world to hear. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you would be willing to write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy this podcast. Rachel Ann would love that. Anyway, head over to the website, join the mailing list for hidden goodies, and when you tune in next, there will be more stories for you. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door and there on the doorstep wrapped in his own blanket was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.
None of these claims have been approved by the FDA, and the phone number cannot be verified by the C- <laughs> The Rip Van Winkle Sleep Institute. Blah. None of these claims have been approved by the FDA, and whoop. none of these claims have been. Okay. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs>